For centuries, humankind has struggled to find an answer to what we call the problem of evil. How to reconcile an all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-loving God with the existence of suffering? Perhaps the answer has been elusive because we limit the question and its definition of evil to a concept of God that is shared only by Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. However, expanded to other beliefs about God, specifically to those that do not assume to know God's attributes, neither the question nor the problem seems as profound. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Adam Replick the avatar for the Discerning Truth podcast and the Beyond the Rituals community. If you are a first-time listener, welcome to the program. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Today's subject, Defining Evil. But first, a quick commercial. If you enjoy our podcast, you can listen on the go. We are available on all major platforms, so subscribe and rate them wherever you listen. By doing so, you let us know you support what we're doing and encourage us to continue. Thanks in advance. So, defining evil. Let's get started. As we cannot know the darkness without first recognizing the light, we cannot define what is evil without first understanding how we define what is good. The divine law defines good as a conscious and positive decision made from responsible and constructive thoughts to conduct acts of altruism with the intent to create, cause, or influence a positive outcome or to prevent harm. The philosophy asserts that the good we do is expected of us, and we are to do it without expectation of reward, and defines altruism as a conscious and affirmative action conducted with the intent to create, cause, or influence a positive outcome, or to prevent harm to oneself, another person, society, or the environment. So, good then, is when we make a positive decision, something that will help ourselves, someone else, our society, or the environment. We are choosing the right thing. The divine law defines evil as a conscious and malicious decision made from malignant thoughts to commit sin or malevolent acts with the intent to cause or allow harm, and sin as a deliberate and malicious action undertaken with the intent to cause physical, mental, and emotional harm or injury to oneself, another person, society, or the environment. Evil, then, is the opposite of good. We're not making a positive decision. We're deciding something that will result in harm to ourselves, someone else, our society, or the environment. We're choosing the wrong thing. It is essential to understand, however, that neither good nor evil are actions. They are the decisions we make that lead to either altruism, sin, or malevolent acts, which are the actions we take based on the decisions we've made. The divine law holds that good and evil are not separate entities, but opposing aspects of a single identity. 
duality. Like the two sides of a coin, one does not exist without the presence of the other. There is nothing that exists within our knowledge that we can decide to use for good that we cannot choose to use for evil, and vice versa. The hand that caresses can also kill. That which in moderation might nourish, done in abundance, might cause harm. Someone else can co-opt our acts of altruism and use them to sin. And though we cannot access God in a way that we can use Him, governments and religions have evoked the name of God to justify the atrocities they have committed throughout history. The effect of evil is harm and suffering. However, we must distinguish the suffering caused by an evil decision from the suffering caused by natural phenomena. As I stated earlier, evil is the conscious and malicious decision made from malignant thoughts to commit sin or malevolent acts with the intent to cause or allow harm. Hurricanes, tornadoes, droughts, avalanches, and such do not make conscious and malicious decisions and consequently are not evil. They certainly cause suffering, but they are natural occurrences in the world and the reality in which we live. There have been many studies of our planet that clearly show how weather works. We no longer have to accept ancient mythologies and superstitions as plausible explanations for naturally occurring events. And though there are many stories in the Bible and the writings of other religions that portray their God using natural phenomena to punish people for their sins, the philosophy of the divine law does not share their beliefs. The divine law holds that there is only God and rejects the concept of the existence of the devil and other such entities. To be charitable, to sin, or to encourage a malevolent act is a choice we make. It is not a choice we are compelled to make by some unseen or unknown force, but by our own volition. The philosophy asserts that the decisions we make and the acts we commit based on them are personal and individual choice that although as a member of a group others might influence our judgment and subsequent action, the decision to remain with the group is still an individual choice. Why we exist and where we come from are unanswerable questions that lead humankind to mysticism. That we exist and are here are concrete facts that awaken us to reality. We can neither speak for God nor know God's reason or method of creation. However, by seeking and accepting the truth, through observation and scientific discovery, we have accumulated vast amounts of information about how this reality functions. Except for some primates, bonobos, chimpanzees, apes, gorillas, baboons, orangutans, and mammals such as elephants, big cats, wolves, foxes, and high-functioning mammals such as dolphins, whales, seals, and other creatures that display a consciousness beyond instinct, Homo sapiens is the only creature within our acquaintance that has developed an awareness to our level of knowledge and understanding, which means evil, as we practice it, is exclusively within the domain of humankind. However, the question remains, why does God allow evil? 
Everything that God has created within the realm of our knowledge is dual in its use or nature, including good and evil. It is not that God allows evil, but that evil is an aspect of reality, natural to its existence. God's divine essence, a distinct and instantly recognizable presence of thought, available to all but evident to those who accept Him, is the counterbalance to reality's duality and guides us to direct our actions towards the most favorable outcome for ourselves and other people. It is inherent within all, natural to our existence, compatible with the reality in which we live. We'd like to know your thoughts on the matter. Take a moment. Let us know what you think in the comments section. Until next week, I'm Adam Repley. And this is Discerning Truth.